You're listening to the Geek Watch Podcast, Episode 64, Countdown to Endgame. This is the Geek Watch Podcast with Brian Hatcher and Mandy Petrie. Greetings, Geek Watchers, and welcome to episode 64 of the Geek Watch Podcast. I'm Brian Hatcher, and with me, as always, Geek Watch's own resident geek goddess, Mandy Petrick. Greetings, Brian. So, is uh, anything happening this week? Not that I've heard of. No, uh, not, nothing, nothing special. Um, you know, certainly not two big franchises about to... Uh, <laughs> about to uh, have a bunch of their favorite characters killed off or anything like that. I don't think that's happening at all. Oh, yeah. Well, I I mean, the big meme, of course, we will be talking about today is uh, this week we now have the opening weekend for Avengers Endgame, Mm -hmm. which I have seen. I've actually seen. Now, now don't don't tune out, guys. We are Mm -hmm. not going to spoil anything. Spoilers. I'm not. We're not even really going to talk about it. We're gonna. There's some news uh, items around it that we're we're definitely going to cover, but we're not going to go into any spoilers. Not this week. But we are going to talk about a little bit, and I'm going to give you some feelings about some of the things that I've seen. But uh, definitely. We're not going to go into spoiler territory, even though, Mandy, as you're fond of saying, you don't care about spoilers. This is the movie that you do. Okay. Trust me. You do not want anything spoiled. And there are some things we can talk about in the movie, and we will. But, of course, also, Game of Thrones is coming to a head, Mm -hmm. which I'm sure you've got some things to talk about on that one. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, before we get to that, let's talk a little bit about some geek news that's kind of slid under the radar because of all the frenzy over the uh, opening for for Endgame. But we got a couple of new trailers. We got a new uh, Men in Black trailer. Yes. uh uh, International, which they played in front of the... uh, Oh, did they? They played that in front of the movie. Mm -hmm. So it looks interesting. And, of course, what's interesting about the movie, of course, is that Thor and Valkyrie... Are in the movie. Partnering up. They're partnering up in the movie. I mean, you can't... As far as any movies go, uh, this cast is just jaw-dropping. Yeah. Um, I was talking to, you know, that you do the real deal with Kevin today. And realizing Men in Black is a comic book movie, and so all these great actors are, you know, rushing over to the comic book movies. Uh So now we have uh, Liam Neeson, and we have Emma Thompson. Right. We just got some stellar Shakespearean, you know, actors over here, you know, and well, we, we know that Kenneth Branagh directed some Thor movies, and so, you know, these just great actors coming over to to work on these great epic stories oh yeah so that's exciting it looks a little tongue-in-cheek but that's par for the course as as far as men in black goes oh yeah and of course i remember back in the 90s and going back to my gaming days i remember the men in black role-playing game that was a thing it it absolutely was a thing and it was a lot of fun Uh it very much tongue-in-cheek like the movies Mm -hmm. and uh it was it was a fun tabletop role-playing game to play and i'm sure that you know if you go on uh go on amazon i'm sure you you can find uh copies of of the old uh of the old books so there, it was based on the the comic books and the the movies and things well, like that, or based more on the movies. But I'm sure they pulled some stuff okay. from the, from the comics. But it was one of those blink and you missed it. I mean, okay. the reason I knew about it was at the time I was running a game shop, mm-hmm. and so that was anything, your job to know to know that type mm-hmm. of stuff and and to bring it in when I could. 
that's how I discovered Deadlands, which is one of my favorite role-playing okay. games, which is still around yeah. and uh, a lot of fun. But yeah, um, the um, there was a lot of silliness that went on uh-huh. at the table when you played this game. That, that would definitely be unlike the actual Men in Black lore. To you geek watchers who do not know, the Men in Black, they're, they're based on real experiences mm-hmm. of people who have met what they call the Men in Black, but it's almost almost like alien sightings. You know, they don't exactly have a proper memory of exactly what happened. So the real Men in Black stories are kind of scary. And when you hear eyewitness accounts of them, they're, they're kind of spooky, almost like the black-eyed children. I guess the comics and the movies were to sort of relieve the tension of, the, of having, you know, such a frightening experience. <laughs> And you know sometimes they do like look like Alex Trebek. Um, oh, you don't know you don't know that reference. I'm not an appearance, uh, an appearance by the Men in Black in the X Files. One of the Men in Black was played by Alex Trebek. Oh, that's brilliant. Yeah, because who's going to okay. believe you? Alex Trebek came in mm-hmm. in a black suit, and he was played by Alex Trebek. Oh, that's brilliant. Did he look like Alex Trebek? Yes. Okay, because uh, all the all the lore and the sightings talk about them uh, looking almost albino and bald. And yeah. I think like powder, the the movie powder, right? You know, very ghostly, very ethereal right. uh, looking, and uh, they're usually in black suits with black hats, and so no, but I really didn't get to watch but, the X Files. Uh, so oh yeah, well you know the the thing about it was the two people that were playing the Men in Black was Alex Trebek and Jesse the Body Ventura, <laughs> and and of course the whole. The whole thing about it was the person who saw them and was telling Mulder and Scully about it, because he said it looked just like Alex Trebek, and of course mm-hmm. they're like, "You're nuts," right. mm-hmm. which is exactly the the response that they were trying to get. Right. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, I, I'm really hoping uh, Men in Black International, you know, brings his franchise back. I'd, mm-hmm. I'd kind of like to see Will Smith. You know, I like to see that mm-hmm. them bring Will Smith into this world. And even if, if as a cameo, you yeah, know, even that, that, you know, uh-huh. uh, it would be great to see those those worlds collide. Yeah. So and we know that Chris Hemsworth can be funny. He's a hilarious. So this will be a good comedy mashup for him. And I, I mean, I'm going to watch it. I'm excited about it. I kind of remember I didn't watch it, but I remember it being on the Men in Black cartoon. Yes, I remember yeah, the Men in Black like cartoon. Like a Saturday morning or something. Right. I never watched it, so I don't know, you know, yeah, I mean, expanded the lore. Yeah, there was there was a time, especially in the 90s, any television show that became even slightly popular or any any movie that had any kind of following whatsoever suddenly became a, a Saturday morning cartoon. Mm-hmm. I mean, even a, as bad as American Godzilla with Matthew Broderick mm-hmm. that a lot of people refer to as Gino, Godzilla in name only, <laughs> and... Toho's version of King of the Monsters, they actually had that version of Godzilla, which Godzilla himself faced off and kicked over the horizon in about two seconds. <laughs> Speaking of uh, American Godzilla movies and King of the Monsters, we got a new trailer for that, too. Yes. So closer uh, look at all the titans, as they're being called. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, the one line that really stuck out besides, oh, my God, Zilla. <laughs> uh, besides that one, the the line about how many of them are there? Seventeen and counting. <laughs> like, oh, this is gonna this is gonna be bad. Really, the line that that struck me was, "So Godzilla will be our pet. 
no will be his right that was the one that hit me oh yeah <laughs> like, Ooh, I, yeah it's like well and uh, well there's a little bit of truth mm-hmm. involved there so but i will never stop complaining that i want godzilla and gamera never ever stop i know two different studios i get it will not stop though well you know the thing is if you can get a helicopter to save rick grimes i'm sure you've got some pull somewhere <laughs> so but yeah i mean there was some some interesting trailers that have come out that i saw the, the trailer for the new will smith ang lee film gemini man did you hear about Mm-mm, this no interesting premise i have to say you, you see will smith as a hitman trying to kill this someone and you can't tell who it is but the uh, the impact point in the um in the trailer is the person turns on them because apparently they're just as good as he is it was almost like he could tell what i was going to do before i did it hmm. and this person gets the drop on him and it's will smith it's will smith uh, with a different haircut and, and a beard but it's will smith apparently the will smith with a beard was this human hitman and they cloned him. Oh, okay. I was thinking time travel. Yeah. All right. Wow. So the plot of Gemini Man is they cloned this hitman mm-hmm. because the clone version is a little easier to deal with because apparently he doesn't have any memory of all the pain mm-hmm. that the human hitman remembers. And so in a way, the clone hitman's a little more efficient. He's Compliant. not as... Yeah, he, exactly. And so they send him to kill off the original. <laughs> and there's a lot of moral issues that are brought up in this movie. So, like I have to say, I don't know how good the movie's going to be necessarily, but the premise certainly mm-hmm. sounds really interesting and sounds really sci-fi. So, yes, uh huh. So yeah, definitely, I'm 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 looking forward to seeing that. Yeah, so. I was thinking like yeah, when you first described it, I was like, oh, it's Looper. Yeah, uh, yeah, but um, this is different. Yeah, Looper meets the island, perhaps. Yes, uh-huh. I think it's a, that's a maybe a good way to refer yeah. to it. So yeah, I mean, there's a lot of interesting things coming up on the horizon, but of course, we're not really thinking about it. No, because we've got uh, Avengers, Avengers Endgame coming up. But mm-hmm. but uh, so kind of like be- trying to see Last Action Hero in the same summer as Jurassic Park. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So. Nope. I do want to talk a little bit about Endgame, but I'm sure you've been keeping up with, with the last season of Game of Thrones. So. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, how are you liking it so far? I, I I love it, but I also know that I'm being lulled into a comfort zone because we have two amazingly awesome episodes mm-hmm. with no deaths. Not a single one. And I don't know that that has ever happened in Game of Thrones history. I mean, even even like some peasant or something that you didn't know their name still dies. In these two episodes, no one dies. And uh, a lot of cool things happen, a lot of unfortunate things happen, but still no death. And so I know that coming up on Sunday, it's going to be it's going to be very bad. This is going to be the epic battle. Yeah, uh, they've been they've been saving it up, I yes. guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, how many episodes are left? I guess after this, it'll be six after Sunday, I think. Yeah. Well, a lot of people have been talking about how 2019 is going to break a bunch of geeks' geeks' hearts. Mm -hmm. Because besides the fact that, you know, Endgame and uh, the assumption that people are going to, uh, that we're going to lose some some beloved characters. But, of course, Game of Thrones, you know, and... I mean, we're we're losing a bunch of TV shows. Of course, after uh, after Christmas, episode nine, they're basically going to uh, 
put that franchise on the back burner. Star Wars. For Star Wars, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, we're going to get The Mandalorian on mm-hmm. Disney+, Plus, but as far as getting new Star Wars movies... Mm-hmm. Besides getting new star, uh, not getting any new Star Wars movies for a while, so they're they're just going to let that rest for a bit. So, but that's nothing new to a lot of us old time geeks because, I mean, we would have to wait two or three years between episodes of Star Wars, you know, in the original trilogy that right. they didn't just, you know, they just didn't pop them out every year. Right. You kind of mm-hmm. had to wait for it, and so they were event movies. And yeah, so, there was no internet for you to to go and read up about and how they're doing and. You know, maybe you got some uh, extended universe novels, but, I mean, they probably didn't come out that often, so... Well, I have to say, you know, of course, we didn't have the internet, but uh, the the one thing about the original trilogy of Star Wars was my first experience with a spoiler. Guess what Guess what got spoiled for me? Uh, in Star Wars? I'll give you a clue. It's um, Empire Strikes Back. I guess that it was uh, Vader was, was Anakin Skywalker. Well, yes, that L- okay. L- Luke, I'm your father. Uh-huh. Somebody spoiled that for oh, me. Oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I was talking to somebody on the phone, and they were telling me how excited they were that they had seen the film. I said, I haven't seen it yet. And they're mm-hmm. like, oh, dude, you are not going to believe what happens at the end. Darth Vader's Luke's dad. And I'm like, why did you tell me uh, this? See, with that one, I and same with Psycho, I can't remember not knowing, so yeah. I don't know what that's like. To have that surprise, to have that that twist just hit you out of nowhere. I don't remember not knowing. But, I mean, there's a lot of great genre shows that are are staying around, but we're losing a bunch of them this year. Arrow, this is the last season for Arrow. This is the last season for iZombie. I hate to say this, Mm -hmm. to bring this up again, but we'll say that the last season of the... Santa Clara Diet, Mm -hmm. they're canceling that show. Yeah, and it, it stopped on a cliffhanger. And that's really, I hope maybe it'll go on in novel form or something to give us some closure, because it was was a pretty harsh cliffhanger. It's not like, you know, well, you know, they could be happy or they might not be. This was something that you don't know about. So uh, that's going to be difficult. (laughs) Well, you know, maybe we'll get a movie in 10 years. Maybe. Yeah. (laughs) And see what what happened, everyone. Yeah, because, uh, but uh, there have been times where, you know, you know, you get canceled and you don't expect it and you get these screwed up cliffhangers or in a situation like Angel years ago where they knew the show was ending and ended it on a cliffhanger yes. mm-hmm. because. But then the, we got a comic book. So thank you, Joss. Thank you, Mr. Whedon, for that. We really yeah. appreciate that. And I'd be fine with a Santa Clarita uh, comic book. They kind of bring up comic books in the show. So I would be fine with that. But not to forget, we are also, but it's in 2020 that we're losing Supernatural. Yeah. Uh, the world weeps. There, <laughs> the fandom weeps and nothing is like that fandom. <laughs> well, true enough. But mm-hmm. of course, if you've never seen the show before and now you get that chance, you can catch up, I guess. So yep. <laughs> people like, I have to admit myself, who've, mm-hmm. who've not had a chance to see Supernatural because I always wait for a show to get canceled before I start watching it for some <laughs> some reason, except for Doctor Who and, and The mm-hmm. Walking Dead. I, I just wait for a show to just basically get to the last season. That saved me a lot of grief because yeah, you don't I, have to wait. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, you don't. You could binge watch the whole thing, but at the same time, if it's uh, a situation like Lost, uh, I've basically dodged a bullet. Because then I hear about how upset people were with the last season. I'm Mm -hmm. like, well, I'm just not going to watch it then. In all fairness, when the first season was out, I watched the first season. Mm -hmm. And I predicted how it ended. 
in the first season. I mm-hmm. like, oh, I know what this is. And I was, of course, after six, I don't know how many six or seven seasons or how many seasons it was, but I at the last, remember. the last season, um, it turns out I was completely right, which is uh, a valuable lesson to all writers. Always throw away your first idea because it, the, your first idea is the first idea everybody else is going to come up with too. Mm-hmm. So, so. Let's talk a little bit of Avengers Endgame. No spoilers. We're not really going to talk about the movie that much, but there's a lot of news that's surrounding the uh, movie. One thing that I noticed that I see people talking about it here and there, but in case for the geek watchers out there that don't know this, Google Thanos. I did. Yep. Did you? Mm -hmm. Now, what will happen is if you Google Thanos... You'll see on the right hand, the picture of Thanos on the right hand side is the is a, a cartoon drawing of the Infinity Gauntlet. Now, if you click on it, there's like 800, I, I want to say 800 million references that's, that shows up in Google. And if you click the gauntlet, the Infinity Gauntlet, it snaps its fingers and half of them are basically <laughs> ashed off and disappear. <laughs> now, did you click it the second time? Yes. Yes, and so you get you get the time stone and they come back, mm-hmm. which is I think is pretty neat. Rewind. So, yep. Exactly, the rewind, mm-hmm. which is which is pretty cool, but there's been of course the news is has been all about Endgame because again, this is the the culmination of phase 1, phase 2 and phase 3, 11 years, 22 movies. This is the last of the uh, Stan Lee cameos. The last uh, couple of them, I think they had to they had to do certain things with with the cameos because at that point Stanley had gotten weak, and so you know sometimes they had to dub him like in uh, Captain Marvel they had to they had to dub him because you could barely hear him. But this is the last of the cameos, uh, and I, I saw some news uh, on the uh, the red carpet when they did the uh, American premiere. I don't know if you saw this or not, but uh, Scarlett Johansson and mm-hmm. Brie Larson. Uh, they had some interesting jewelry they were wearing. Mm-hmm. Did, you, did you see the yes, pictures yeah. of that? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, some rings and a bracelet, and mm-hmm. it looked very much like the Infinity Gauntlet. Yep. So apparently they're... I'm wondering if, if those uh, if that type of jewelry will be available for purchase. Of course. It's all over Etsy already. And I'm, I'm, I doubt you go on Etsy, but it's all over Etsy already. Oh, I, yeah, I do go to... Oh, yeah. do you? Okay, I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. Where, where do I'm you sorry think, for stereotyping you, Brian. Where do you think I got the, this beautiful dice bag? Uh, I don't know. Dice bags are us. Uh, <laughs> Etsy. <laughs> Etsy. Yeah, if you want the really nice dice bags, go mm-hmm. to go to Etsy, you mm-hmm. know, because they, they make them. So, But, uh, yeah, I saw that, and that was really, really neat. And um, something else that I found out, I found amusing, was the fact that apparently uh, Robert Downey Jr. was the only cast member that was allowed to read the entire script. I I had heard that. Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. I'd heard that. I don't know when. Yeah. Apparently and he was. I know that Tom Holland was only allowed one page of script at a time. Right. <laughs> yeah. So the thing about it is they were very careful about spoilers on this movie. And having seen the film, I can see why, because mm-hmm. there are so many twists and turns about this movie. Trust me, if you if all you've seen is the trailer and you've not been watching any spoiler spoiler reviews on YouTube or you haven't been dipping into spoilers on the Internet, you you really don't know what's going to happen in this movie. There's a lot of stuff. I mean, within the first 15 minutes, it's going down a road you think, you know, if you've seen the trailer, you're like, okay, I know what they're about ready to do. And then they, this is a movie that constantly subverts your expectations. And I'm not going to go into more uh, about the movie than that. So, I mean, don't worry. We're not going to do any spoilers. 
I really enjoyed the film, I have to say. And I, one thing I would say is I know some people have said, God, three hours long? And I get that. But I got to tell you, I could have dealt another hour and I'd been fine. <laughs> I'm serious. If, they, if there's a five-hour director's cut coming, on, like coming to Blu-ray. Like Wolves? Yeah, I'm ready. <laughs> I'm ready for it. I had absolutely no problem sitting, uh, sitting for three hours and watching this movie. The, it was the quickest three hours I think I've ever spent in my life. Hmm. And... Of course, my uh, Kevin Polly, my friend Kevin Polly, our friend Kevin Polly mm. went with us, uh, with me to see it, and uh, he was literally on the edge of his seat many times. <laughs> Here's the thing, and this is something that I've seen online, and this is not necessarily a spoiler. Well, it's not a spoiler really, because I'm not going to talk about the movie. I mean, we all know it's three hours long. The thing is, if you got to go, you're not going to go in the third hour. Mm-hmm. Trust me. If if you feel like you might step out real quick during the second hour. But the third hour, forget about it. They've got you. You're not going anywhere. Mm. It is a packed third hour. But like I said, even the even the parts that I thought were some people might think of as slow, I just thought were very well developed. You know, the pacing is amazing on this. I mean, next week, definitely, because, I mean, you haven't seen it. You're going to see it this weekend, and I'm probably going to wind up seeing it again this weekend. I think next week we'll probably spend a lot of time talking about the movie, and we will... I think at that point we will go into spoilers, mm-hmm. although we will absolutely warn you again if yes. in case you've forgotten, because this is not a movie you want to know anything about going into it. You want to be surprised. And I got to be honest, I kind of wish in this situation that would be in the theater with you to see this, because there's a lot of things in there. Mm-hmm. Getting your impression of when as you see it would be pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And I will say, and this is not really a spoiler either, I was to say that there was a part in the movie where I was like, oh, Mandy's going to like this. <laughs> She's really going to like nice. this. Excellent. So. Yeah, there was that one moment in the movie. I'm like, oh, I can't wait for Mandy to see this. <laughs> and we'll talk about that next week because I'm pretty awesome. sure you, you'll you know which one I'm talking about mm-hmm. when you see it. Okay. Uh, but there's there's this particular scene that, that immediately made me say, oh, Mandy's going to love this. <laughs> Already this movie is doing gangbusters. It's oh, like... Not surprising. Th- 370 million overseas opening night. They're basically saying that their estimates for the weekend... They're thinking somewhere 900 million to 950 million this weekend with the possibility of breaking a billion in opening weekend. It's breaking all kinds of uh, records now, but I think that it could join the billionaires club in a weekend. Yeah. That's crazy. Mm -hmm. I mean, it may not make it that close, but it's going to get close. I mean, there's talk that it might be able to dethrone Avatar as you know, the highest grossing film of all time. Hmm. And, um, I mean, it's going to have to hit about 2 million to do it, but I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. It's just, you know, uh, it's going to be, it's going to be neat. (laughs) Yeah. It's going to, I don't really want, like I said, there's just, there's so much that I would love to talk about this movie, but Mm -hmm. if you guys, uh, follow me on Facebook or you follow the real deal, you'll, you'll know a lot of the thing, you know, like I said, I, I talked emotionally about the film, how it made me feel, but I didn't want to say anything about the movie because I I really, honestly, going into it, not knowing a whole lot, tabla rasa, the only thing as far as knowing the movies or knowing about the movie is the more films that you've seen in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, of course, the more you're going to catch Easter eggs and things like that Aww. because they hit a lot of different things. There are threads that 
were kind of left open five, you know, five or six years ago that are taken care of now. And like I said, I don't really want to say more about this movie than that, except definitely go out and see it and definitely, you know, go in with as little knowledge about the movie as possible. Like I said, it's the Russo brothers and of course the, the writers, they knew what you were expecting and they're deliberately subverting those expectations. There's a lot of stuff that's going on. It's a very meaty movie. I know some people are saying that three hours long is this, is this, uh, could it have been trimmed? And I got to tell you, no, not at all. Everything that's on that screen needs to be on that screen. You get a, you're not getting a, a poorly cut movie that you could have done it in two hours. No, you needed three hours and every minute counts in this movie. Absolutely. You get so much out of it. And, um, there's things that you've said today that, you know, whether it's about this movie or not, some some things that I, I want to talk about next week that I'm like, uh, I wanted to say, oh, oh, but, you know, uh-huh. I, I wanted to say, oh, my God, about this and, uh, you know, and how it ties into into Endgame. And I didn't want and I didn't <laughs> do it. I bit my tongue. Mm-hmm. I was a good little boy because I don't want to spoil any, I Literally, I don't want to spoil a thing about this movie. And. To let you know just how beefy this movie is, I will say this. Grace Randolph, who does Beyond the uh, Trailer, uh, she usually does, like, she'll do a non-spoiler review of a movie, which usually takes, like, 20 or 30 minutes. I mean, even the non-spoiler one, she talks about the movie. And then she'll do, like, a 30 to 45-minute spoiler-filled review where she talks in depth about the movie. Obviously, she has a lot to talk about for Endgame. She's released the first two of her spoiler-filled reviews, and they're 30 to 40 minutes. She's breaking this movie up into parts, and she's thinking there's going to be like five or six different 30 to 45-minute videos she's going to be doing on this movie. That's how deep this thing runs. And I can see it because, I mean, you can take one thread in this movie and spend a lot of time talking about it. Let me put it to you this way. For everybody that said Infinity War was epic, this movie makes that look like its little brother. Because as epic as Infinity War was, this thing has, Endgame, has turned it up a notch. To be honest, I don't think that any movie could possibly be more epic than this one. I think you've hit the ceiling. This is this is the extent of how epic you can make a movie. You cannot go any farther. This is the golden mean. This is it. You've reached the end of the universe. It doesn't get bigger than this. It can't possibly get bigger than this. Because again, they've had 11 years to build up to this. Two, sometimes three movies a year. 22 films, you know, 21 films leading up to this 22nd film. And they have laid a lot of ground. They've done a lot of world building. They've developed, you know, these characters. You've fallen in love with them, which has given them the ability to do so much. And for three hours, you're getting 10 hours worth of story. No question. And there's just so much stuff going on. To to end this, definitely we're going to talk about it next week. And it will be spoilery. And we will tell you that. So if you get a chance to see it this weekend, definitely check it out this weekend. This is not... As I said before, uh, said before on the uh, on the real deal, this is not a kind of movie that you wait to wait for Blu-ray. This is definitely the type that you want to see it in the theater. So, 
And I can't wait to talk to you about this mm-hmm. next week because I'm, I'm bursting at the seams with, I oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, you can tell. You can <laughs> definitely tell. So next week we will do the spoiler review. And I cannot wait to hear your, uh, you know, what you thought about it. And uh, I'm sure the Geek Watchers can't wait either. But uh, this weekend, let's uh, let's go check it out. So. And so with that said, we come to the end of Episode 64 of the Geek Watch Podcast. Thank you for listening and tune in next week for the latest in geek news and views with the Geek Watch Podcast. From Andy Petrie, this is Brian Hatcher reminding all the Geek Watchers out there, we're all geeky about something. Be proud of yours. See you next time. Thank you for listening to the Geek Watch Podcast. If you enjoyed this program, don't forget to like and subscribe on your preferred platform and share this podcast on your social media. For links to all the ways you can listen to the GeekWatch podcast, as well as leave comments and suggestions, visit our website at geekwatch.net. The GeekWatch podcast is a Hanging J production.